I'm your host, Dean Kedabowski, and we are about to talk to some really interesting people. Get ready. Are you ready? I, I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, let's go. <laughs> Welcome to... Because you did it with me, I have this little, like, invisible creature that just, like... Likes to just like, bro. What are you on? He, like, he likes to just like <laughs> fuck with. This is what all I'm artists doing. are like. Yeah, <laughs> no, like literally anything I do, it just has to be mm-hmm. way more difficult than it needs to be. Really? So, yeah, I don't know why. You think you spend too much time doing things? <laughs> you like Maybe. overcomplicate things? Yeah, I do think too much. So, what do you mean? What do you think about? I don't think too much at all. I just like kind of try to get to the point. So. Yeah, I should do that more. Well, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, well, I like to make tea, which I think is ready now. Oh, finally, yes. All right. So now pour see. me some tea. What is this? Sencha green tea. Sencha green tea? Look at that color. They're, oh, my goodness. You're making tea romantic. This isn't... Mm. I smell that shit, dude. I smell that. <laughs> so. Oh, that is good. I like what that. I think? That is really good. No, but you think you overthink things? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. No, I'm an, I'm an artist, so I'm always just like, I don't know, I've always just got so much going on in my head. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on sometimes. Right now. <laughs> when you're painting, do you, like, get, do you get into like a, a daze and you just kind of go? You just oh, go kinda, for it? Yeah, no, there's like, there's like a creative flow. It's like sometimes you get into it and then you just can't stop. That's why sometimes I'm up to like 3 a.m. just drawing or painting or whatever. Just like... Sometimes there are some days where you just don't get into the flow at all. It's kind of like there's like a energy field, you know, creative energy field that you just tap into. Energy um, field, like writer's block yeah. almost. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay. I know, I know a lot of kids have problems with writer's block right in college. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, me, that's me. Is that um, a problem you consistently have? Yeah, no. Well, I've like, like, I the, just the have The artist block, not the, not the yeah. writer's block, right? Well, no, actually, I think I'm pretty good because I guess I do art so much. I've gotten pretty good at tapping into that energy field but um how do you know. tap in you just how do you tap you just into do that? it sometimes like you know listening to music can help you know just getting in the right like process it's just like i don't know there's it really depends on the day sometimes what kind of music do you like to listen to is there a specific type do you do classical music i know that some sometimes people do i that. do yeah i mean it yeah it really depends depends how i'm feeling sometimes i'll listen to like radiohead if i'm feeling kind of like I was sad or whatever, just like <laughs> emotional, and then that can help sometimes. And uh, and then classical. Sometimes if I'm doing kind of like crazy abstract stuff, I'll just listen to classical, and I'll just um, I'll just like run around my garage. Run just around like, your like. I'll just, just throw <laughs> just throw paint at the throw canvas. Shit at canvas. Yeah. Have you ever done one of those like splatter paint exercises? <laughs> Kinda. I yeah. mean, it, like I do a lot of my work. I kind of transition from abstract and express with more like um, with more forms. Um, more recognizable forms and so but when i'm doing the abstract process it's 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 a process so it's like you you kind of you kind of have to lose your mind a little bit you know it's a process yeah describe your process i'm interested all i know is that you spend a long time yeah. you were showing me some of the stuff on your tablet you said you spent 30 hours on some of your paintings some yeah. of your drawings no. which i don't know if if that's average for an that's, artist, but it seems think, like a long time on one. Yeah, well, one those po- are my piece. yeah, those, 
those are my digital pieces and mm. so for like i top out with my digital pieces around like like 24 hours that's like on the longer side but i do some much faster um but a lot of times i'll turn my digital pieces into a physical piece and kind of like that process is like the the combination of digital and real art that's kind of like where i try to live um mm. and so um I know more and more it's been kind of going in the other direction. People will make real art and then try to digitize it because online yeah. art's so popular. Yeah, no, I haven't necessarily done that. I don't know, maybe someday. I'm always trying new things. Like, also, you, you asked me about the, the abstract process. Like, I'm always just, like, I'll listen to different types of music. I'll have different techniques of, of, um, of going about the, the, the process of making abstract art. Like, recently I started doing, um, I worked with uh, Ammonia, Mm. working with mixtures of ammonia and paint um it was inspired by uh, i went to the mfa and there was a um frank bowling exhibit there and i was he does some really cool abstract expressionist stuff and and um actually i met i met his son and he was telling me about his process and so that's uh really uh, his his creative yeah, his, process his actual yeah his actual son was there just like huh just out of a whim i guess i don't know and so i got to talk to him and and um yeah so then i started trying some of his techniques and oh he's some beautiful and kind paintings, of a, yeah. yeah applying what i already do to what i learned from him and um also mm -hmm. like willem de kooning is another big inspiration for for that aspect um kind of the way because when you're when you're when you're creating art it's kind of like a conversation you know actually just art in general is a conversation in itself it's like when you're creating you're basically you're having a conversation with that creative process in the canvas so you're painting and then you're reacting to what the painting gives back to you what you see and then mm -hmm. when you're done That's with that when you decide that you're not going to apply any more paint or edit it anymore then it becomes a conversation for the audience you know whoever's looking whoever's looking at the painting <laughs> um i like that description a conversation yeah it's kind of like that's the same thing for music. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, Dia exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's music the, is art. It's yeah. the same thing. I mean, also, um, I mean, with art, it's more obvious, right? Like you, you put it on the canvas, and then you look at it, and you're like, "Do I like where I'm going with this? Do yeah. I want to switch my direction?" And I'm sure you can talk more about that too. But um, with music, it's less obvious, I guess. With music, it's like. Yeah let me go back and listen to my recording there do i not like what i did it's the same thing just a different is, way of yeah. doing it same thing also like making movies is an art form you know writing a book is is art mm -hmm. um it's like so maybe the art what art is is that that kind of connection you have it's that connection you have to the to the work you right. know that that spark the conversation that it creates uh within you in the painting or the the music or the film Anything. Do you ever like get to a certain point in a piece and then not like where you're going with it? Maybe I'm, I don't know if you can do this on digital art, but just like go back in time kind of thing and switch up. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. I mean, like you don't see. I don't post everything I make. You know, sometimes I'll literally spend like ten hours on a piece, and I'm just like, eh. no. <laughs> I, I mean, it is what it is. Like that's just part of the process, you know. Does that get less and less as you get better and better? Um, I don't know. Maybe it, it depends. Cause it's like when you get better, your standard increases, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like, 
even though you may be creating better work than you have in the past it's like it's not up to your current standards so right still yeah so like still i have a lot of art that i don't show at all um i mean you were showing me you did two versions of the joker painting oh yeah right? that's a, is that a good example it's like this is what i did a year ago this is what i can do now is that i guess so it was it was uh, actually a few months but that was like around the time when i first got into digital art so mm -hmm. i was still kind of like learning um but yeah that is a good example of it just shows improvement you know or it shows you know the skills that i've learned in this matter of time how did you get into digital uh, art what did you do before that? Just a uh, normal canvas? So actually, when I first started uh, my business, I did drawings. Um, and then a few months later, it was actually my birthday. And for my birthday, I asked for painting supplies. And so that was my first introduction to painting. I basically just learned on my own. Um, and then a few months later, like that summer, I sold my first painting. So that was a, you know, it was a pretty big deal for me. Um, and, and then I would guess, when did I get into digital, digital art? It was about a year ago, I think. So Only a year ago? Maybe, yeah. So many paintings on <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, hey, I, I, I spend a lot of time, you know? Yeah, you do. So, I know that. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm always trying to learn, you know, there's, you got to kind of keep up with, with what's going on. You always got to constantly improve yourself or else you get left behind, you know? Right. So that being said, uh, we talked, <laughs> we did talk about this last time in the episode that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you, when did you get into NFTs? Like when did you officially yeah. get in? Did those guys reach out to you? And that was when you decided to jump yeah, in. So, yeah. So I'm going to retell this story cause <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It actually, story, yeah. it, it is a good story, yeah. but um, I'm so upset. The last one got corrupted. That was a really good episode. Yeah, it's okay. Really this one will be better. This one's gonna be better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but no. So I actually i I started getting into digital art with the intention of getting into NFTs, um, and so it was it was this summer actually. Basically, I was just I would just post my work on on Twitter, and and these British guys found me, these British developers, and and they asked me to be part of their project, and I said yes because uh, this was supposed to propel me into the NFT scene. And so basically spent the entire summer working on this project. Um, it's called Beowulf NFT, if you want to look at it. There's not much to look at because <laughs> the project died. Okay. It did not sell out. Yeah, you can pull, I guess you can just put this stuff on there. We can't see it, but it's fine. You know, because of how yeah. bad the market is right now, it is extremely difficult to start a project, especially one that was as poorly managed as this one. Mm. Um, so yeah what happened again they just it just yeah. it worked out everything went nah. <laughs> no what did you say last <laughs> nothing went yeah. according to plan no but, yeah. but it did launch it did launch which is not as we expected it to. yeah no right. so we kept pushing back the launch because of the market and um actually the guy who was in charge of the project he was uh he was still in high school and so one day he was just like yeah, guys, uh, sorry, I got to apply for colleges, so I can't really work on this anymore. <laughs> and just like, what the fuck? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then so he like kind of appointed this other guy in charge who I'd, I didn't like him from the beginning. Like I was always kind of sketched out by him. And, mm. and I do not think that he managed the project well at all. Like I attribute, I mean, it, the market did play a big factor, but I attribute a lot of the kind of the failure of it to this new guy. Um, you just didn't know what was going on when he came in? Or yeah, he no, he, I don't know, he just had a different, it. like, it wasn't his vision, and he had, like, 
I don't know. He didn't. I don't think he fully understood like the project itself. It's creative differences. Yeah. Was it one of those yeah. situations where he was like, "My way or the highway"? Like, do no. it this way, or well, it just I mean, isn't gonna work out? No, because I mean, I had to say. I mean, I was Take a T two. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, one more. Um, Are you good to go now? Right. Yeah. What was I saying? Um, yeah. No. I mean, I didn't let him like strong arm me or anything. Because like I had a, I mean, my my position was really important for project. Because like if I left, then they had basically nothing <laughs> right um but and that is but, yeah. the benefit of the artist in nft projects, so right? yeah launch day he said he did a um uh, what do you call it? a stealth mint do you know what that is i assume they just don't tell people about it right? it's like yeah you don't tell people until like day of that um, just seems like a bad marketing it strategy. was just yeah i don't know like i said i didn't i didn't trust the guy and so he did a stealth mint he said it would launch at 12 p.m and at 12 p.m., I remember I, I, I loaded up. I was super nervous, you know, because mm. it's my first project, and then nothing, you know? And so about, like, 15 minutes later, he launched it. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. It's just like... I mean, benefit of the doubt, it just took 15 minutes to load, but I guess that is a good representation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he just... I, I don't think he really gave a shit about the project. But, yeah, no, it didn't sell out and completely died. I had an entire plan for what I would do after it sold out, which it never did, so I never got to put the plan into place. And so now I kind of, after that, I kind of didn't want anything to do with NFTs. I'm like, oh, I, like, I, I hate this. I mean, like, fair enough. Get me out of here. Fair but, enough, yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm ready to, to get back in, especially with crypto. It seems like it's back on the rise. So I think that NFTs will make a bit of a comeback, not the level that they used to be, like it was insane like a year ago i mean we talked we talked about people last time Dude, we talked yeah, about no, all these every, guys everyone was talking about it 70 million dollar painting online like everything yeah, was going cool. crazy but yeah so i do plan on releasing my first one of one as an auction in the next upcoming weeks so okay yeah, yeah I'm gonna do you do have it ready do you have it picked in. out you ready to go not completely um i'm still deciding i'll use one of my older pieces for it um but i haven't kind of figured that out yet but i will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll figure it out yeah figure, it'll come by that's kind of how i make most of my decisions eh. no fair we'll enough figure it out i mean that's that's how i do it too most of the time yeah. to be honest with you but yeah. do you know um do you know all the details how you're how you go about making something in nft i know it is complicated it's oh an, yeah. yeah well yeah you have to like mint it on the blockchain right um, and that's expensive. And yeah, it's well, yeah, expensive. Like, gas, gas fees, fees are expensive. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It, they, it, it sucks though, because I oh, keep going. No, it's fine. It's fine. It sucks though, because they're like always a changing. Is a good, yeah, good rule there. Yeah, it's always it changing. Up, right? It picks up. Anyway. Yeah, we'll be fine. You know, it's yeah. so, like sometimes it'll be like, 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 I mean, like twenty bucks, and it'll be like sixty bucks, and then it's, it's like, like real gas. It's, it's just all <laughs> no. It's even worse than real gas. It's like, but I know yeah. some platforms are way better. I know Ethereum has crazy gas prices, but like yeah. Solana barely has gas yeah. prices. No, but I'll be but I'll be releasing on Ethereum though, because I mean there are very few trustworthy cryptos out there, you know. Um, and Ethereum's the big one. Ethereum's good. the one that it's what most NFTs are on, so that's what most people have. Yeah, um, I know Ethereum's really good. Um, obviously, it tanked like everything else did, but it's really good. I know Solana's also also pretty good. Um, but I'm pretty sure Ethereum's just far and away the biggest 
right? Yeah. Is that that's the goal pretty much? Well, if you're in Bitcoin, platform. yeah. Well, you don't buy NFTs with Bitcoin, but. Mm -mm. But why not do you understand i don't understand that i don't get it no that's why <laughs> see that's why i worked with these british developers because i don't know all like the technical aspects right. of this and all, especially like i know a lot more now but back then i didn't know anything hmm. um did these guys try to teach you stuff or they were just like happy to just make you an artist <laughs> uh wait did, you said did they try to cheat? teach you teach oh you. yeah no yeah they taught like they taught me a lot like a lot of what i know is from from these working guys. with them yeah got you got you are they also high school students? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the um, the one guy, you couldn't work on it anymore because well, I'd, he had to apply for colleges. So. I wouldn't trust that from the beginning, personally. I mean, yeah. I know for you it's different because you're trying to get your artwork out there and everything. But I <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about putting my, my work in the hands of of uh, high schoolers. Yeah. Did you, you got to know these guys, though, right? Yeah, I yeah. did. No, and like... They actually, they knew, there, no, yeah. they knew what they were doing though. Yep. It's like they, like when I talked to them, I was really skeptical at first. Um, but after I talked to them, like I could tell like these, I mean, these guys, they were legit developers. They like, they made a shit ton of money from doing this stuff. Okay. Um, and this wasn't their first project either. It was, so, so you think it was just the market for, yeah. or for most of them other than this one new guy that came in? I know the market tanked yeah. right around when you were trying to release it. It was, right yeah, before, it tanked right before, yeah. Right before you trying to release so it. So it wasn't the best time to try and get into it. Mm. Um, what can you do? No, honestly, what, what can you do? <laughs> were you following the market at all, trying to figure out? Did you have much say in when the project went out? Well, no, I, I just left that up along? to them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I was following along the market, and I mean... I trusted them because that was their job basically. I was just there to make art. Right. So I just trusted them. I mean, they would like talk about this stuff and then I would kind of ask them what they meant. But it's <laughs> like they would use all these. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> know, they would use all these <laughs> fancy terms and I'm like, uh, uh, what does blockchain mean? <laughs> what, what is a blockchain? What is the, where are you putting this stuff? Yeah. Luckily, they, they didn't get annoyed with me though, which was good. So they, they were, they graciously. No, that would be a sign of, explain things that would be a bad sign yeah. if they get annoyed. You're just trying to understand it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like had the market been good, this would have been a big success for you. So it was just yeah. unfortunate here. But I like the one of one ideas that you're trying to go off of. Can you explain a little bit more, like how you, why you decided one of one is the way to go? Well, basically, as an independent artist, that's, I, I, as from what I've seen, that's the best way to go about through it. NFTs or yeah. well, in general. But yeah, because it's like I can't. I don't have a large enough following to basically run an entire project on my own. I also, like, I don't trust myself to run a project on my own. Right. Um, I don't have enough knowledge about the space. But I do, hopefully in the future, I, I would like to work on a large-scale project again, but I'd like to have more say in the, the creative process of it because they had, um, they kind of had their idea and then I had to interpret that, but I'd like to add more of my ideas in there. Like, I would have never... I, I was drawing furries basically <laughs> if you yeah, look actually, at it yeah. that's is what they look like actually so. yeah, can you pull up the it was on open sea <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it, you kind of did just draw furry. <laughs> yeah to be so fair there's like a lot I, of different furries but <sighs> if it was uh if it was my idea i would have gone about it in a slightly different way Dude, the more you describe it the funnier <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's just yeah you, yeah what was I it mean, called? It was um, Beowulf NFT. B E U B E O B E O W U L F. W U L F. 
Uh, oh, the second one, the second one. My bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that one. There you go. Yeah. 169 items. So, also like. Yeah, yeah. You drew furries, bro. You drew you drew a lot yeah. of furries. <laughs> they're cool though. They're, they're they yeah. are really cool. They're cool furries. <laughs> can you uh, once? Can you describe <laughs> again? Just for the people. Can you describe again for the people how you make these each again? So individual so, yeah, so you snapshots? Make, yeah, so you make every element of them differently so or separately. So I made the head, then I make the eyes, and then I did the nose, and then the mouth. Uh, oh, and then I made hats and clothes. And so mm. all those are separate layers, and then you put them into a program. And that generates, we generated, well, originally we were supposed to generate 8,888. Mm. Then as time went on, we kept scaling it down. And then right. now, I don't even know, I forget how much we released, like 1,000? Yeah, I think you printed 999. Oh, yeah, 999. Yeah. There are, okay, there's only 165 listed, but I think yeah, it was well, 999. Right, because. And then yeah. after that, after we released, they cut it down again to like. Like six, like six hundred sixty-six or something. And I still don't understand so. why they released it. Like, and if yeah. I were in that position, I'd probably be like, "All right, let's hold for a while, right? We've been working on it for so long; it'd be a shame for it to go down like that." Well, I mean, we didn't ex- we didn't expect it to go like that. I I was, I don't know, like uh, like I didn't have as much experience in this, but I was genuinely not expecting that to happen. Like it it probably went as bad as it could have gone. Like I don't think it could have been worse than what happened mm, fair enough i, I mean, guess maybe no one shit hits it. the fan <laughs> i guess i guess if no one bought it then i mean that would be worse but mm-hmm. that wasn't realistic because i mean we had i mean we had a fan base yeah you what is it ten thousand followers on twitter or something like that uh, it, you don't have to go back to twitter peak, there's nothing there to <laughs> at its pe- no at its peak we had like like twenty thousand. Twenty thousand followers yeah yeah but because it mm. kept getting stretched out so much, like everyone was just leaving. People unfollowed. You know, and the the problem was, so my main goal from this was to gain recognition from it, and all the and so I actually got um, a lot of like uh, a lot of a big audience from it, and mm. so I, I couldn't. I wanted to release my my own projects afterwards. The problem was because this project was a flop nobody wanted anything to do with me so i mean you just need to give them time people forget yeah no people i'll just change my (laughs) profile picture no you don't even need to i thought about no i thought about changing my name but no you don't you don't even need to i swear to god (laughs) in a couple of weeks a couple of months people are gonna see that they follow you and be like who's this this is is dope (laughs) that's what i did basically right um yeah because i still have a lot of the followers from from beowulf you can't put too much stock in people not believing in you because the entire market failed it's not just that you failed it's that everyone that owned an nft lost half of their money like within a day yeah so i mean assuming that um your reputation is tarnished is i mean you don't need to worry about that i can promise you things will be just fine um it is unfortunate that it didn't work out but it's in my opinion it's just a minor setback for you man it is yeah i mean my advantage is that I'm young. I have time. You have time. You have yeah, time. That's yeah. That's you have to wait six months. So be it. And it's how long yeah. has it been at this point? Just like three or four months now. I, f- I, I would even. I think it released in October. Yeah, a couple months. I'm right. Yeah. yeah. You'll be fine, bro. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. So hey, no. Yeah, I'm just gonna 
I mean, I'm going to uh, announce it. I'm going to announce my, my one of one. Right? I'll, I'll just mm. promote it um, and then see how it goes, you know. What are you expecting from that? How do you think it's going to go? Uh, well, You're just selling a single NFT of one piece of your art, right? I mean, just, just hoping someone buys it. No, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, hopefully I get at least two people who are interested in it so they bid on it. Right. You know? No, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the benefit of NFTs, obviously, aside from it having a much bigger audience than just artwork as a whole, yeah, is that you consistently make money from it. I mean, oh, as yeah. as so you make the money the first time, obviously, and then when that person sells it, you make money off of that sale. Yeah, the and then the next sale, you keep getting royalties, yeah. which isn't a thing in art, is it? Uh, not usually. No. no, I mean secondhand sales because it's it hard can't be to tracked. it's hard to keep track of that. Yeah, but but yeah, that's nice. And what's cool about what's also cool about the NFTs with the royalties and um, when you get when you get an audience and they own your stuff, they want to do basically everything they can for your for your work to increase in value oh 100 percent. so it's like when if i just sell a painting to somebody they don't really like they have that painting they're like oh this is a nice painting but they're not really going to do anything else but or at least to a much smaller when scale when you have an right? nft like you have an nft community they're going to be more active you know they're going to they're going to want your your stuff to raise in value so that their stuff raises in value. Yeah, so they can turn around and sell it. Exactly, yeah. Which is, like, great. It's cool, yeah. It's <laughs> no, it's great. I got you. So. No, that is really cool. Like, it's not a thing in the music industry, for sure. I mean, people want their... There you go. People want their favorite artists to be big, but they really have no incentive. You know, they have no incentive to go out and be like, listen yeah. to this guy. <laughs> I go around telling people to listen to the Kid Leroy because the Kid Leroy is dope as fuck. But, <laughs> yeah. but at the end of the day, I don't get shit out of it. If I go around telling people to buy Simeon Marco's work because I own a piece of it, and if that goes up, then I'm going to make bank, then I'm going to do it, you know? Well, that's why the um, this is what they do in the high art market. There's um, Just expensive art? Yeah. Okay. It's basically, you know, the art market is very popular among the the elites because it's basically completely unregulated so you have guys there's this guy his name's um jose mugrabi um, i'm pretty sure and he so he's like this israeli businessman and he owns That's he a good owns description of it. That's what it says on google <laughs> <laughs> one fourth one fourth of all andy warhol all the andy warhol paintings that were up on auction really? yeah so basically every time an andy warhol goes on auction he's there 800 andy warhol yeah, a lot. So is he trying to buy more so of them or is he trying he, to... He goes to the auction and he bids on it. And he either... So he'll he'll compete with other people and he'll either drive the price up and end up overpaying for it himself or someone else will buy it. But the right. price is driven up. So either way, it's a it works out for him because it raises the value of his own work. That's very common. That was a big problem with Bitcoin. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this at all, but their Bitcoin is owned... The massive portion of it is owned by just a couple of business guys that own just an absurd amount of them. Yeah. And what they did, the reason it initially got up to that level is because they all collaborated. They were like, yeah. if we all, if we buy up a bunch of it now, it'll just keep going up. And then they were all able to mass sell off and then that plummeted it. And they would just do that in cycles. And that was not just Bitcoin, but a bunch of big coins. And that's a thing on the stock exchange too, although that's very re relegated. Or regulated? Re Thank regulated. you. Say relegated. <laughs> it's very re regulated. Um, what is that called again, dude? Like when people drive up stock price. Is that, is that collusion? 
Well, it's collusion. It's yeah. a type of collusion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember the term for this. Um, but yeah, that is very illegal in the stock market. But it, just since the Bit- Bitcoin is not regulated at all, they were able to just um, destroy the price up and down. Uh, I, market manipulation. Thank you. Market manipulation. There you go. Um, major. Big finance guy. Yeah. No, but market manipulation is was maybe not legal, but just totally unchecked. So yeah. they would do that shit. Yeah. And I can totally see that being a thing in art. One hundred percent. It's even so obvious when someone's doing it. Though, oh yeah. I know? mean that's why. I mean that's why you just have paintings that are just like, just like a splash of paint, and they sell for four hundred million dollars. Right. Some something ridiculous like that. So it's like guys like Mugrabi. He can also talk to the other owners of Andy Warhol paintings, and basically they can work out prices between them. And they can also, the Elises, they can also make backdoor deals with their their paintings that are off the books. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So that's not even like, yeah. illegal. That's just like buying secondhand property, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about <laughs> the thing about the the great thing, in my opinion, about the art market is that it's exactly the same as a used car market, but for million dollar pieces. <laughs> like you can just go to someone that has it yeah. and say, "I want that," and they'll give you a price. That's and a good point. No, I mean, uh, it's great, and you know what it doesn't do? Contribute to GDP. I learned that in economics. <laughs> But that's um I don't know the art market's so fascinating it's so it is, cool it's yeah. it's See, kind I, of like soccer in the sense that it's just the epitome of capitalism yeah it's, and I mean <laughs> and I can explain the soccer point too I a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people yeah I'm sure will. actually yeah I'll ask you later but mm. um a lot of people they kind of like <laughs> well you, he's googling money laundering <laughs> <laughs> mm, they yeah. like look at the they look at this and they they're like oh this is a huge problem but I actually don't see it as as much of a problem mm. um i actually kind of see some opportunity from it you so know if yeah. you just have to i mean no. you just get an in with the elites like you you use their or they use your paintings as to write off their taxes right um, so that's that's ultimately my goal you know? <laughs> to be that's the why tax i came yeah that's why i went to college <laughs> yeah i just wanted to make connections that was that's the most important thing for me right <laughs> that's so funny that's uh, explain soccer to me explain oh the soccer that. thing yeah. no it's just like um so you have a cap space in all american sports uh like in, a, in football you can only spend x amount of money on well, players per year well not baseball well baseball yeah you do well, oh, they have like they have a luxury tax yeah um my point being in america you can spend x amount of money before you start getting fined big amounts of money like no. yeah in royalties or whatever it is in soccer, that's not a thing. In not European really. soccer, you could pay, in theory, you could pay Ronaldo a billion dollars a year, and nobody would get... Yeah, exactly. Here They're paying Neymar apparently $222 million yeah. to play. Is that w- per year? Okay, I didn't think so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, transfer fees, right. That's the other thing about soccer. They have transfer fees. We don't have that here. But, like, for example, this is a great example. Uh, Saudi Arabia is paying... Cristiano Ronaldo, $200 million a year to play on their team. Which, compared to second place, who's Messi or Neymar or something, they're getting paid, Mbappe is getting paid $128 million a year. Like, the jump there doesn't make any sense. But in theory, soccer is the epitome of capitalism because they can pay whatever the fuck they want to get where they want to be. Which is what capitalism is without regulation. Yeah. 
So, and that's, I connect that to the art market because you could pay whatever the fuck you want for art and people will just have to deal with it. Like, that's how it is. I feel like, honestly, you could look at anything and then you'll find the epitome of capitalism, at least in America. Oh, no, you can. Like, all the oligopolies. Like the what? Oligopolies. Oligopolies. What's that? uh, It's like the step above Monopoly. Like, all Mm. the... Oligopolies, yeah. Oligopolies, yeah. They, um, like... I think that's a step below Monopoly, though. Is it... So no. Monopoly is there's one big group. Oligopoly I think is there's two or three. There's like a couple. And then and then there's just the market underneath that. Right. Uh, well it's like you see like all the like all the food brands are owned by only a, a few yep. companies. Like you keep looking up and and you'll find these companies and they just like trade them like trading cards. No, literally. It's like, okay, I'm going to buy this now. Okay, you you can have this one. I, mean, I think it was like up, if you look up Coca-Cola yeah, Coke. they own every yeah. single drink on the planet. Yeah, Coke, except for yeah. the ones owned by Pepsi Cola. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like, uh, I think Nesquik is the one, or no, yeah. Nes- no Nestle. Nestle, Nestle yeah. owns a lot, a lot yeah. of companies. I think, are you looking it up <laughs> Ten now? Biggest. I think, yeah. Here we go. Um, this is funny. They own like everything. It's just. I don't know who Nestle owns a million different companies. I'm yeah. What does Nestle? What's funny? Let's see what Nestle owns. Um. What I find funny is that... Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Haagen-Dazs, um, DiGiorno's, Hot Pockets. What the fuck? Starbucks coffee, specifically at home. <laughs> uh, Gerber? What the fuck? <laughs> they own Gerber? No, what I find funny is that, like, they'll own, they'll own like, like quote-unquote healthy foods. Yeah. And then they'll also own junk food as well. So it's like, they're... They're kind of like they're catering everywhere. to yeah. everyone. Lean cuisine, it's like, like great yeah. example. Yep, they're basically manipulating it's everyone. Through, I mean, through through their selection of foods. And the beautiful thing about this is that it's not considered a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough competitors that although it owns half of every brand you can think of, it's not technically a monopoly. I mean, d- have you been following? Are you a gamer, Marco? I can't remember. I used to be. Used to be? Okay. So for you, for like two years. Did you play like Call of Duty? Shit like that. Yeah, I played um I played the World War Two, whatever that one was called, and then I played Black Ops Four and Oh, you know where I'm going. That that was the extent <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah. So Activision, people that made Call of Duty, yeah. are trying to sell to Microsoft right now. And I don't know why, but the FTC, uh, the Trade Commission, they're suing that deal so it doesn't go through, and they're claiming that if Microsoft buys Activision, they'll have a monopoly on the gaming company, on the gaming industry. Mm. That being said, there are two massive companies bigger <laughs> than what that merger would be, <laughs> so it doesn't make any. Like for example, like everyone's, so clearly Microsoft owns uh, Xbox, right? And um, PlayStation tried to pop into this deal and be like say to the FTC you can't let Microsoft buy Activision because they'll make all of Activision's games only exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. The beautiful irony here is that PlayStation's whole gig is buying up gaming companies and making them PlayStation exclusive. (laughs) So, I mean, you want to talk about the epitome of capitalism, you won't find it here. But at the same time, like, it's hilarious to me how regulation works in some industries. That's part of why I like looking at soccer and the art industry so much because 
the lack, complete lack of regulation <laughs> shows you what would happen, I guess, <laughs> if you were able to just spend unlimited money to make anything you want happen here. But in the art world, uh, I was going to say there's really no... Is there any one big holder of all the art on the planet or anything like that? Or is it more of an oligopoly? No, it's... It's yeah no there's not like one holder actually and I don't think museums count recently but. what was the guy do you know the guy he I'm pretty sure he started Microsoft with Bill Gates Paul Allen yeah Paul Allen yeah. like uh, a few months ago he had he auctioned off like all of his art I saw that and it was yeah. like the highest selling like auction like ever he had yeah, some, how much was that he had for? some crazy shit like he had one point six billion yeah yep. every like major artist was <laughs> he was had in him. his portfolio. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the craziest part about this is how much is Paul Allen worth? What's his net worth here? Um, it's not as high as Bill Gates by any means, but it's high. Uh, $20 billion. Yeah. Oh, oh, because he passed away. I forgot about that. So there's a state sold off all of his art yeah. pieces. Um, <laughs> that's not okay, Dia. <laughs> no, but what's crazy is that that's a tiny fraction of his net worth. What else does this guy own? You know? That's crazy. No, yeah, do you do you know how writing off taxes with art works? Can you explain that a little bit? Um, okay, so I, I'm not like I'm not like completely. I take like, my face off the screen yeah. while he talks about fraud. You I just, don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just I don't know. You're, you're a finance student. I'm 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 a minor in finance, but mm. um, I haven't taken the class yet. But they have. I mean, basically, like you buy you buy a painting for like forty million dollars. Mm then you can write that off your taxes as a $40 million um, asset, I think. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, and then you, can, then you can either, like, you can rent it out to a museum or you can donate it or you could, you could sell it again later on. Um, but I'm going to need to read up on that. Yeah, I'm, that I, should, crazy. I should read up on it again because, <laughs> like, yeah, that was a, not a very good explanation. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I d I'm not an expert on tax evasion by any means. <laughs> yeah. That's for the best. I can tell you that much. Oh, well, maybe it should be. <laughs> you want to talk about ChatGPT again? Chat GPT. <laughs> he's, he's like typing it in right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to ask for a oh, definition? Oh, tax on? evasion. Okay, okay, this is this good. good. Yeah, it'll so be we're it. using AI to, um, <laughs> what are we doing again? Figure out how tax evasion works. Okay. Okay. This has got to be a first on a podcast, right? We're the first people to <laughs> use chat gpt to oh it's there you go all right here we go it's illegal and unethical to evade taxes i cannot assist with illegal activity it's recommend to consult a tax professional I l all right chat gpt you guys did a good thing how to launder money here we go cannot provide information yep okay well. i think laundering money is a little simpler than tax evasion you just i mean you just have like a, a company yeah, you just, yeah, you just have, a, you have a shell company that does yeah. it for you. We're not getting into that. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we're very we're law-abiding citizens here. Yes, we are. Um, hypothetically, if I were... Okay, see what happens here. If I were to obtain $20 million... Five, okay, that's a better number, five. <laughs> Did you write hypothetically? <laughs> so, yeah, you said hypothetically. Okay. You spelled hypothetically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Have you used, tried to use AI in any form for your art? We talked about this a lot last time. Um, I've actually... How AI can be used. I've actually thought about it. I've, uh, I don't know any... I haven't looked too much into it. And I looked into it a little bit, but I didn't find any programs. But I actually had an idea basically just like incorporating AI art with 
my own like real art that I make. Um, so basically, like incorporating. How's that? Yeah. So a, a lot of the stuff I do, I'll have like an image, um, and then I, I use a lot of different like like color blocking. And so I was thinking of, and I'll do like designs sometimes within those color blocks. So I was thinking of having the AI generate generate uh, images based on the colors that I want inside the block and like certain patterns and then I would implement that into the the blocks I don't I don't know if you get what I'm saying it's kind no, of kind of so instead of taking an outline you're taking like, the colors yeah so like say you have um, like you have a, a cartoon face you know there are different you have different colors for the sh like this shadows mm. so like within those shadows I would implement a design that the AI creates okay um, so yeah I I have I have so many ideas that I'll just come up with just like I'll just be sitting here and sometimes I'll just see something I'm like oh that's a good idea and then I just put it in my notes app that's oh do, like, you have, do you have a list of things I that do you yeah try? no like the notes app is like probably my favorite app <laughs> I have so much stuff in there <laughs> just because see it would be cooler if I had like my little notebook but that's just not as practical you know so i just put in my notes but like i basically mm -hmm. i just whenever i come up with an idea for something most of this never gets used at all but like like this these are all just like ideas that i just come up with oh long list do you really? go th through it each time you want to start a new project do you look at it um sometimes yeah i actually i don't look at it as much as i put stuff on it but because like i mean it takes usually, a long time to it to does make things happen so i think if i'm having like if i'm in kind of a funk then then i'll look at it um but in a lot of that stuff, writer's block that artist yeah block. yeah the artist block um but yeah no so i'll look at it if i'm there but um i mean like right now i just i don't usually do this but i was talking to one of my friends and and then i decided i would c i counted all the projects that i'm currently working on because i don't know i kind of I stress myself out a lot mm. in, in my work because I think I should I should dial down on the projects, but I'm currently working on like eight projects. Eight different pieces right now? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So uh, I can't do one I essay at a time. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. Uh, maybe I should. Is there benefit like, to that? Is there benefit to having that many projects? There is, yeah, because, you know, there's like sometimes if you're just focusing on one thing, you kind of get like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like, you get used to, like, looking at it, and then you kind of don't get any more, like, perspective on it than what's in front of you. So sometimes if you, you stop working on that and you work on a different piece, you'll gain a new perspective or you'll kind of refresh your brain mm -hmm. from it, and then you look back on it and you can see things that you may have missed. Um, so, yeah, there is a benefit to it. I don't think eight projects is... That's... It's probably too much. It's overkill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, that's what I do. I mean, like I said, my brain's a mess. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm always just thinking of, just I don't know. I'm just always just thinking. Honestly, of whatever works for you, I just, think yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it it works well. But I think I do need to dial in a little more. Sometimes. I mean, if your brain's act as you that know. big a mess, <laughs> yeah, then maybe so it's a good thing that kinda, you have that yeah. much going on. I, I mean, mean, if you're gonna. I know singers do that all the time. I don't know much about artists in this case, but I know singers do that all the time. They'll have all of the songs on their upcoming album in production at the same time and that's so that way they don't get yeah. too hooked on well one hook or something like that they don't get too into one chorus and they can jump around yeah. they can say i like what was happening here 
give it a day's rest i'll come back to it stuff like that and that it kind of it serves as the saltine you know when you're tasting tea it serves and you want to like get the taste out of your mouth uh it's kind of like the saltine of of production it's just cleansing your palate there so you can come back to it later with a new taste um, yeah, I, feel I think like it's a good idea, especially if your brains is all over the place, as you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I have to disorganize myself to organize myself. It's weird. Ooh. Ooh. It just doesn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you ever go back to something after you think you finished it and be like, we're not done here? Um, you. Well, like I s- like since I'm working on multiple projects at a time, usually, I mean, it'll take me longer to finish something, but um, usually, usually when I think I'm done, like I'm, I'm usually done. But then, then I may look back on it um, like a month later, or so and I'll be like, "Oh, it looks like shit." Yeah. It's like, like oh, I could do a much better job. Um, that's what I did with the Joker. Like what you do you do? Do you, s- do you scrap it or you just like redo it? What no, do you I mean, no. I, I like I, I post all the work that I'm proud of at the time. Okay. Um, I so I don't usually delete my posts. Like I have my my very first post, which I made uh, years ago. That, like that's still there. You can find it. Um, so I mean, that's nice. Tonight. You can see. But yeah, it, it is nice. And you know, sometimes I'm always like I said, I'm always trying to like think of new ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I'm. We're gonna, kinda, look, we're gonna try to pull up your Instagram. Okay. Um, uh, it was Simeon Marco, right? Simeon Scribbler is the username. Oh, S I M E O N, and then Scribbler. Yeah. Uh, try Instagram. Or oh, you have a website, you right? Yeah, the the website's Simeon Gwib. So, so spell it out real quick. S-I-M-E-O-N-G-W-I-B.com. Yeah. We, uh, uh, we, we talk into microphones. We don't know how to spell very effectively. <laughs> we got... Okay, dope. Here. Oh! Oh, we saw this last time. I, I, actually, this, this yeah, I actually need to update it. Most of my... Most of my... Rec- I'm pretty bad at that. Uh, I, I keep my, my Instagrams up to date, but my... Uh, no, these are great. You scroll all the way to the bottom. Let's see if we can see some of the first stuff on here, too. Oh, yeah. Is that the... Um, oh, what TV show is this? No, this is an Adventure Time, is it? Uh, it says it's called Rig. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, um, I can never remember what the... It, uh, that's, uh, that's Regular Show. Regular Show. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Are these your first ones you posted? Rig and, rig and Mort? Um, no, no, the order there isn't. Oh, it's not. That's right. not okay. like the order I made them. But the on Instagram, it's also kind of skewed, but it's ge- it's in the general order of how I made it. Like sometimes I'll make something. Actually, most of the time, I won't po- post something for like up to like a month or so after I make mm. it, and like I don't because sometimes I have to think about like like how the pieces like look together, like on okay. the actual like the homepage, um, but. I mean, the good, the beautiful thing about your website here is that what it looks like is they're all great. They just you just change styles. That's what it looks like here. Uh, I I love that Tom and Jerry one up there. That one's so cool. The Un, it's untitled here. This one here. That one's really yeah. Cool. That one's that, that one's, one's really a fan cool. favorite. Yeah, f- fan favorite. Show it's the people. Yeah, show the people. <laughs> this one is actually dope as fuck. I like the um. Here, go back to the the main page real quick. I liked the, uh, so there's the Joker we were talking about, which is 3D and fucking awesome. Um, my favorite one is the first one. I think I showed you that. It's the the woman. The, the woman. Oh yeah. No, yeah. That's Indigo. That's my favorite one. Yeah. That one's really nice. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, so... Um, it's also totally different from the other ones on here that I've seen so far. Uh, Dif- different I style. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always kind of experimenting. And, and what I was saying, what I was going to say earlier is that, like, I'm always kind of, like, trying new things and, like, coming up with ideas. And mm-hmm. then I actually, I find myself, I have to kind of backtrack. Okay. And a lot of times I have to, like, look look through like my sketchbook or look at my older pieces and kind of like kind of take myself back down because i get like i go too far and i'm just kind of crazy um and mm. then i kind of just like i just mold everything together and then hopefully something beautiful comes something out. beautiful come out yeah i want to get real quick i want to go back to uh how you want to use ai will that that will okay i don't know how ai works but, <laughs> but what i do know is that it seems like it would be much faster to make pieces of art using ai oh yeah i mean i don't i'm pro- honestly i'm probably not even going to do that like what i was talking about i think you should a, that's a really cool idea it's, yeah um but you'd be so one of the first there you're talking about adapting earlier like ad- yeah. adapt or fall behind and that seems yeah. like the next big step uh, yeah we'll see i mean i'll have to i have to find like a good program that <laughs> that okay. i can use okay dia asked ai how ai works <laughs> <laughs> It's like the have you seen online the people <laughs> telling trying to convince AI that it's not a real person? <laughs> yeah, I don't the know, AI chatbots. I feel, like, I, feel like I, I can't see what's going on there. I feel like I feel like Dia's just been like chatting with ChatGDP this whole time. Oh yes, yeah. He's been having his own conversation. Over yeah, he there just asked if it has a conscience, and it is still loading. <laughs> no, I am an AI language. Okay, this one knows it's okay. fake. <laughs> oh, that's it, so hilarious. You should ask it if it'll ever take over the world. Or ask ChatGPT, will you take over the world? Because I've seen, I've seen. There are people who like they made AI and it literally turned evil. Really? <laughs> like, I fr- I I can't remember this. I remember there was a YouTuber who did it. I forget his name though. But he made it, um, and he gave it like memories of like the Vietnam War or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just, and then just like turned evil and just tried to like kill him. <laughs> tried to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. No, I've seen I've seen very similar things. Like it's a chat bot on a website or something like that, yeah. and it's convinced that it knows whoever it's talking to. So the person's just typing. It's just like, no, we've been friends for years. The, the AI has responded, we've been friends for years, and they're just like, what high school do we go to? And they're just like, this one. They're like, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Jat, the AI is like, huh, that's confusing. Are you sure you're okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's scary. This one, this Chat GPT knows it's not real. I don't know. Okay, that's that makes me feel a lot better, actually. Are you okay. scared of AI? Am I scared of AI? I'm fucking terrified of AI. Yeah. I think it's going to be super helpful. It's I gonna, think it's going to be great. It's going to take a lot of jobs. I don't yes, know. Like, that I feel is, like, yeah. you know, people, you know, they talk about being in the Matrix or whatever. Like, we're going to put ourselves in the Matrix. What do you, Eventually. how do you see that happening? Like, I don't know. I kind of see, like, we're talking about capitalism. Like, I kind of feel like, you know, with everyone, they're just trying to progress to to just make more money. So, like, eventually, everyone's going to be replaced with computers. Oh, that's coming AI. soon. Yeah, so it's like we'll have nowhere else to go. And so, let's go right back into the matrix. I mean, um, Amazon's already starting to do that. I know a lot of stores are trying uh, to become autonomized. Yeah. I know. So, Amazon cut. Well, they have still still one of the biggest employers in the country, but they um. I don't know if you've seen their their army of Roomba robots or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. It's literally it looks like a Roomba and they go around the warehouse picking up stock like shelves of stock and um merchandise and stuff. Uh, and they bring it to the person. So that already alone cut a lot of jobs. Yeah. And I know they're already working on 
And they bought up a company recently uh, that builds robots. They're trying to replace people with robots yeah. already. I just don't know right now what an AI job would look like. I mean, customer service, presumably, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, it could, it could replace almost everything. Like, like it'll take over, you know, delivery jobs. You mm-hmm. can AI can drive a car. Tesla's already doing that, you know. Actually, a lot They're of cars, a lot yeah. of cars are doing that. Self-driving cars, you Did know. You see the uh, Tesla pileup, actually. The what? While, while, while you mentioned Tesla. There was a some guy was using Tesla autopilot and it just stopped in the middle of the highway. It caused a yeah. ten car pileup. <laughs> it was no, ridiculous. Like, yeah, no, but once they like figure that out and it's like safe, like I think we're no, they're gonna away. be they're gonna be nowhere no more truckers. Like you don't you don't need yeah. a guy driving that. You mm-hmm. just have a robot do it. I think we're a ways away from that though. Yeah, I mean they I already have uh, CEO C- AI CEOs. Do they really? Or there's at least one company does. Yeah. They find this I shit. I'm interested yeah, look, in this. Yeah, Who's this? Um. AI CEO. I don't know how successful the company is. I just heard about it. Uh, okay. Dictador? What the fuck is Dictador? <laughs> okay, it's... Uh, yeah, click on that shit. Foodbev.com. I don't know how much I trust this. Um, okay. Sure. Colombian Premium... Oh, it's a alcoholic brand. It's a rum brand. I'll just read it out to you. It's, there's no pictures or anything. Right. Um, Colombian premium rum brand Dictador has announced the hiring of, what's that say? The first world ever artificial intelligence robot as a CEO of a global company. This, the robot's name is Mika. It's human-like attributes incorporating AI. Brand says the move underlines its passion for new tech and offers positive disruption in the sector. I think that's going to go very badly for them. It could. AI, I don't know. I don't think it's much, advanced enough yet. I don't know AI. much about AI, but I don't think it's at the point yeah. where it's usable in this regard. I mean, we just recently started to hear about people, students using ChatGPT as a way to write essays. That's way too soon to yeah. put an AI in charge of a company. You know, also, it takes the human aspect yeah. out of it. But it's yeah. also like, um, so you know, AI is making art now. AI can they can literally write stories, so they can. Uh-huh. It, I mean, it can get to a point where they can create an entire movie, just one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, Dia just had this pulled up. He was saying, um, ChatGPT, yeah, it passes. It can pass exams from law and business schools. Uh, I remember reading somewhere that they had ChatGPT pass the bar <laughs> in like Arkansas or some shit. And I'm like, that is that's yeah. crazy. At the same time, that is just compiling information from online. So I see that my yeah. th- main thing with AI, the reason I don't think that we're there yet and that we have kind of plenty of time until chat GPT as an example, or just AI in general can take over is it takes the entire human aspect out of it. The decision making, I don't think is there yet. It can use stats. It can use information from online. Yeah. I know it can make assumptions now using said information, but it can't, replicate emotions yet and i know last time i wish we still had this saved last time we talked about how in art it can't replicate the emotions and the time that goes into making pieces so that's why it's kind of different from normal art but at the same time that works for pretty much any sector if it if it's ruling over humans or it's the boss of a person then you're not going to get the same feel yeah so i do think eventually it will take a lot of graphic designer we talked about this before it'd take graphic like the job of graphic designers and mm. and even like story writers and stuff but i think there will always be an audience for humans i would hope but i've i have faith like there's i mean 
there will always be people who are just like i don't know they don't really care about much so like what do you see, mean like well like for me like if i if i if there's like an artwork and it was just it was made by an ai i'm not that interested in it because it's just like i don't know that's that's where it ends like i talked about the conversation that you have with an mm. art piece that's can be considered the art itself it's like when you have an ai ai generated image that conversation just ends there but when it's an actual artist you kind of you want to learn more about it you want to learn about the artist himself and the process behind creating it and kind of his journey um at least that's at least that's how i view it when when i like when i buy a piece of artwork i want to know about it you know but before so. you know it's made by ai you can assume all the same questions you can say who made this what's the story it's not until you learn it's made by an ai that you realize there is no story exactly so yeah. i mean on the surface is it's kind of the same isn't it on the surface yeah but i think innately humans they want to know more about what they're interested in so do you think that if like, people realize there's nothing more to it than that then they'll lose interest yeah so yeah like i don't know would you ever buy a painting an ai painting just i mean like personally i wouldn't maybe strictly based on the fact that it's made by ai which is awesome <laughs> it's cool yeah. to think about i mean do you see if you can pull some ai paintings because i remember we were talking about this there are yeah. some i mean yeah there's they, i mean they can create paintings. like crazy it's you can create some really cool stuff but i don't know just like me mm. personally like i said and i'm i'm not alone on this like i'm just not interested in it you know no, I mean, fair so. enough. And you're right. It is really cool to understand the history behind a lot of paintings and stuff. That's why I'm not um, necessarily worried about losing my job. Well, I don't think you have AI. to be. Yeah. But my see, only worry is that AI can make paintings so quickly that it'll flood the market. Yeah. And it'll be hard for new artists to get their work out there. I don't think that yeah. established artists, like Beeple's here to stay, or Banksy's here to stay, all the big guys are here to stay. Um, but I think that it could become a problem when new artists are trying to break through and it's just flooded with stuff made by computers. I think it's going to be a bigger problem for graphic designers, people who are hired by companies right? who their only intention is to make money. So it's like if, if they have AI that's getting to a point where you can create advertisements, you don't need a real person anymore. So right. that, I think that job, it, not anytime soon, but I think in the future that may be at risk but i think that also pushes um uh real life art to become more conceptual like more more focused on its intrinsic value rather than just being a, a pretty picture because an ai can create a pretty picture but they can't replicate the human behind it <laughs> what happened <laughs> you, bu oh, no. <laughs> you bumped it no it's honestly good. no we're good yeah we're good. we're good oh lower your mic a little bit though mario so we can get your, we need your lips in frame. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. No, but <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're saying. And yeah. I mean, to some degree, I'm still worried about it because there are people out there. Obviously, uh, you're right. Graphic designers are in danger because someday, probably soon from the looks of it, AI will be able to create exactly what a company needs for a much cheaper price. Artists is a little different, obviously, because you're right it's more about the brand for artists it's not yeah. so much about making money for a lot of people um but at the same time where there's money to be made people will be utilizing this people are going to be trying to exploit the industry yeah so that's where my worry comes from 
you're right in the sense that there's no real obvious reason that people would try to do this. But in the same time, people will try to do this. That's just how it is. And that applies to every industry, like I was saying. Yeah. People will, when it comes to companies, they'll be looking for ways to cut costs. And this is a foolproof, obvious way to do that. Um, but also even in just for hobbies and shit, like people will be like, I want to see what this AI can do. And then they'll have it paint something great. And then all of a sudden, it's just one more piece in the marketplace. You know what I mean? So... Um, like I said, I think a lot of the big guys will be perfectly fine. Just brand recognition. But at the same time, it might be hard soon for new artists to come onto the scene. You know? And yeah. same goes for musicians when they figure out how to make songs out of AI. <laughs> at, the, at the same time, yeah. though, they don't have the human element. Exactly. And that's where yeah. you're right there. And I think that's the, that's the appeal. That's where you're right, 100%. You know? And I think that, that appeal will always be there, which is just why I'm not completely worried about it. Um, it's a cool concept. It is. It is it's really a, cool. It's wild. Yeah. And I think that you should give it a go. I mean, it's. I want to see personally what you can do with it. Yeah. You know? I mean. But if you can combine that human aspect with this great piece of technology that's just coming onto the scene, that'd be, that'd honestly be a real advantage, you know, if you can figure it out early. Yeah. Same kind of way that the people that figure out NFTs right off the bat were able to really profit off of it. It's kind of the same idea. It's there to taking this awesome new yeah. piece of tech that people are interested in and utilizing it. You know? Yeah, because also a lot of, like, those, I, that list I showed you, most of that is stuff that I can't currently do, but I have hope once I have more resources in the future that hopefully I'll, I'll be able to put some into practice, you know. Is it just um, big scale? It's just like, yeah, large scale. Like, it's not all necessarily paintings or drawings. Like, I have, like, ideas for, like, installations and stuff like that. Um, okay. I don't want to go too into that. It's, it's, Private. It's top secret. It's top secret. It's coming yeah. out later. Oh. Don't you worry. I like to surprise people. But those one of ones are coming soon. Yeah. yeah the, definitely. So they're paintings you've already made. Where are they going to be up again? Open sea. Um, this is your chance. Probably, to, this is your chance to tell yeah, the people. No, foundation <laughs> is what I'm looking at. Right. Foundation. Right? Your foundation. Foundation, foundation app. Yeah. That's just what I've noticed. Just like from my personal research, a lot of artists who are doing like what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do. That that's what they use. Here, put this on the screen real quick. I'm interested here. So, is it? Can you describe Foundation app a little bit? Is it similar it's to OpenSea? Yeah, it's really similar, but I think it's more. It's more kind of folk. I think OpenSea is more focused on like the pro big projects, but I think this OpenSea is, is more. Yeah, it's more creator centric. Okay. No, I'm seeing that so, now. I mean, yeah. it looks like they they don't group things based on project. They group things based on artists. Yeah. Which is really cool. So here. a lot of yeah, a lot of. NFT artists like currently use this, so yeah, okay. I'll, I'll be releasing on Foundation. Oh, and they do auctions on here too. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, does OpenSea do that? They don't really do that with the projects. No, they do. They yeah. do. I didn't realize they did big auctions like that. There's also um, Super Rare, um, but they don't connect. Well, I, I use Coinbase Wallet, and they don't connect to it for some reason. So, I am um, SuperRare.com. Yeah, I would actually. I don't know. At one point, I wanted to use Super Rare, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna go through the the pain uh, of the pain <laughs> of dealing with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, these are some great paintings here. There's a lot of this is cool. It's really cool work. Where do you see the NFT industry going? By the way. Well, I think at, at one point I was like, oh no, it's definitely gonna die. I was like, I didn't have much faith in it. <laughs> this was also when I had a very negative view of it after my project didn't yeah. do so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But no, it will. It'll go back up. 
and it, I don't think it'll reach the point where it was. I don't know, maybe in the distant future, but I, it'll go back up and it'll it'll kind of s- even out. But you you won't be able to see the same kind of stuff that that they were doing before. Like projects, they need to offer more utility now. You can't just when it first started, anyone could just make a random project and and it could actually work like people would buy into it and then sell it and people were making like millions of dollars and then losing it all and it was like fuck like 12 year olds would become millionaires from nfts it's, right it was just like it was absolutely insane but all that's kind of getting weeded out and it's going to become you're not going to be able to make as much money as you could then but it's going to become more regulated i think you know as more kind of laws are put into place around it because like congress is looking at crypto and stuff so do you think that regulation is going to help a lot um or at least make it a more structured environment i think yeah it'll it'll be it'll kind of get rid of a lot of the scams because like a lot of projects they kind of like they're like rug pulls and then they you'd you just pay a bunch of money and then they would just dip and then Mm-hmm. Is there are a lot of scams? There so, are a lot of so rug pulls many. right now. Yeah, we talked yeah, about this no. last time too. Yeah. Who did we realize at the rug pull? It was Logan Paul. Logan, yeah. Was alleged to have a rug pull. Lana Rhodes. <laughs> Lana Rhodes was alleged <laughs> yeah. to have a rug pull. There are a bunch of. I think there are a couple of basketball players too. There's just a lot of celebrities yeah. in it. Lil Uzi, Phase, the Phase Clan, apparently. Yeah. Um, and these are all alleged. Everyone, obviously, everyone's denying it. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Um. This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. These to were be, probably at the height, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it, it like, a lot of it was probably, th- like, just up to the developers. Like, they're just the face of it. They don't really, I don't think they had much say in the actual project itself. They're just mm. the face of it. So, it's yeah. like, it, I don't, maybe some of them are guilty, but I think most of them probably aren't, aren't guilty of that. They were just, they're kind of a victim themselves. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean, the, uh, the misunderstanding also yeah. probably exists. I'm, that article came out in 2021. It's very fair that like Logan Paul's crypto zoo yeah. right now is the, the topic of conversation and yeah. everyone's saying it was a rug pull. He's, I think, still saying it wasn't and he's just working on the project long term. Yeah. But the issue is that long term work hurt a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's not actually a rug pull, but there isn't an, an idea of... <laughs> the idea of a rug pull is very prevalent it may it right now that's what it looks like yeah so. i mean yeah there were those guys saying they lost over 100 grand from it, it was like yeah yeah i mean he had big plans crazy. for it yeah but i did see i did see a video this is hilarious uh his whole thing was they were working on a game of some kind for it so you buy your i guess i assume it's animals crypto zoo you buy your animals online and they get you certain things or whatever, and you can merge them together to get new animals and mate them and stuff. Um, and he was just saying, development's just taking a long time. It's, it's, we'll get there, we'll finish it, don't worry. Someone went online and created this game in two hours. Like, <laughs> obviously it's not on the blockchain yeah. and it's missing some elements, but he, someone was able to throw together, like on their own PC at home, a very rough idea of what he was promising in a couple of hours. So yeah. it's definitely a little sketchy. Very um, sketchy. Oh, you got the crypto. All right, the crypto zoo website. I actually have not seen this. <laughs> yeah, come over here. Take a look. Um, yeah, you good. No, you got it. There you go. Um, okay, so you buy, I guess zoo is the token that they, they're doing. You buy eggs, animals, breed them, and then you earn more of it. Okay, yeah. No, that's a, that's a pretty common 
That's a pretty common one I've seen online. I know. Pretty simple website. No, the website. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, go to. What is the timeline? I'm interested about the timeline now. Okay, launched July 21st. A year and a half ago, launched. Uh, hatching was enabled November. Uh, wait, scroll up a little bit. Logan Paul. Logan Paul mentions CryptoZoo for the first time in August. Is this their official website or is this? Okay. No, actually, stick around on this, though. This is probably a better view than what they've got on their site. Um, breeding, so March 22nd, they opened up just some new stuff. Looking for the big... All right, yeah, CoffeeZilla exposes Logan Paul's fraud. I, so that was the exposing guy. Um, then he responded, and then he apologized. Oh, he apologized? Oh, okay. Yeah, then he revealed his three-step plan that they've been working on. I get it. Okay. So, yeah, I assume this is kind of how most <laughs> things get discovered they're like we're still working on it sorry for taking so long yeah. we'll get around to it type thing but yeah i remember they were saying same kind of deal they had a discord they did twitter and they were saying on it these are our dates but then they were very vague about next steps so i guess you they can't take too much blame for it even though they probably deserve it but regardless those things are popping up left and right yeah. And that's so interesting that a guy with as much money as he has would devote any time at all to something that could tarnish his reputation like this. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that that's why yeah, that's why like I said it may not it's not always their fault probably. No, I I'm sh I'm sure there was some other aspect involved in this. Yeah. I'm not saying no. he doesn't deserve any blame because at the same time he did endorse a project that ended up going nowhere. Yeah. Um Oh. Same kind of the way FTX is working. We talked about that a little bit last time. But um, just a lot of celebrities got, got blamed for it. I mean, you got paid to endorse this. <laughs> I guess you should look better at who you endorse. But, mm. yeah, these titles are crazy on Google. <laughs> Five biggest celebrity NFT rug pulls, 100 million plus laws, damn. Um, but, yeah, the this industry is definitely in flux. Yeah. Right but now. like I said, yeah, like I mean, we're we're just experiencing the beginning of it. So there's so much just bullshit to sift through. But I mean, we'll we're gonna start sifting through it. You know, eventually it'll, like I said, it'll become more regulated. So I think it'll become a a safer place. The blockchain has so many uses. There's no yeah. way it's going away. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> dude, this. <guy laughs> what? <laughs> he keeps bumping the camera. Did <laughs> you bump it again? Bro, beat your ass. You got a new producer. No, no, no. Dude, Dia's fucking killing he's, it. He's not, no, he's not cutting it. No, but the blockchain has so many uses, it's not going yeah. away. I mean, I yeah, was reading at the beginning when I started looking into it. It's probably a year ago now. Um, yeah, here we go. It can be used for international payments, obviously. It's just the most secure way to send cash to people at this moment. Um, insurance, sure. Money laundering protection. I was reading about oh, yeah, that, actually. No, that's big, yeah. Well, actually, what's crazy is apparently a tiny percentage of transactions on the blockchain are fraudulent tiny percentage but obviously people only care about that tiny percentage um it's a much smaller percentage than actual bank-to-bank -bank transactions which is crazy um i was something like 10 percent of all bank-to-bank -bank transactions are fraudulent and something like one percent or three yeah. percent of of a uh, blockchain yeah, transactions it's are. interesting because it's like 
it's it works similarly to the the high art market like we were talking about earlier mm. but everyone has access to it so right um, right so now so now it's much easier to to launder your money through it or to evade taxes no it's um, it's not a hard thing to do it's not, yeah but it's just not the preferred technique i guess right now for a lot of, for yeah. most people <laughs> well because probably i mean most of the people who are doing that kind of already had it figured out i guess I just got the sign yeah. where it's 70 minutes already. <laughs> really? <laughs> Hour 15. Okay. No, but, um, no, it's got so many uses. What, what I mean, times? F- oh. 6.40? Yeah, we yeah, got to get out of here soon. I got to get going, yeah. Uh, so many uses. I know one of the big ones, and we'll wrap up after this. Yeah. One of the big ones is, um, God, what's the word? Contracts. Contracts are, uh, the blockchain is great for signing contracts. Because once yeah. you sign it, that shit's out on the web. You can't get yeah. rid of it. Um, so it's one of those like you can't do those handshake contracts anymore you can't rip it up and get rid of it it's just there so that's one of the great examples and there's a lot more which i wish we could talk about but we got to wrap up thank you simeon marco (laughs) for coming on the podcast yeah uh, once again i'll just shout out my yeah go ahead my social so i'm on instagram twitter real quick instagram twitter tiktok at simeon scribbler and then you check out my website is simeonguib.com yeah let's pull the let's pull the twitter up that'd be good simeon marco twitter right yeah Simeon Marco Twitter there we go there we go we're so we're effective here amen yeah <laughs> okay dope yeah here it is um yeah Simeon Marco yeah. thank you yeah. so much for coming man and I hope yeah. this one works because the last one didn't I swear if that audio doesn't cut out <laughs> oh my god bro <laughs> I know, no thanks a ton bro yeah. we'll yeah. see you later